Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, Joe Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Bolder. I'm also the founder of BBB Success Scripts for ambitious entrepreneurs and extreme growth masterminds. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the small business owner, desires. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to tune in every Monday and Wednesday for mindset, attitude, personal performance and business growth content and every Friday for our Friday five minute fix. Subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Okay, so today we are talking about never giving up. We're talking about fortitude. We're talking about resilience. We're talking about going the distance. Success is a long game. If you are not still standing, if you are not still playing full out in two years, three years, five years, or 10 years time, you will never be as successful as you otherwise could be. Real success is born out of applying yourself to a high degree consistently over long periods of time. It was Bruce Lee that famously said that long-term consistency will be short-term intensity. In other words, you can come out the gate firing at 110%, 150%, not that that exists, of course, but you come out giving everything. And then you get distracted or you get tired or burnt out and then you kind of, you know, fall off the wagon for a bit and then you come back all firing again and then you go off and you come back all firing, okay? It's like the hare and the the hare and the tortoise and all that sort of stuff. Long-term consistency. Although the hare and the tortoise is a pretty bad analogy, I always thought. You don't have to be a slow plodder. You just don't have to be a crazy, like, hare, you know? It was a little bit arrogant, let's be honest, and he came a cropper. Um, there's definitely something between the hare and the tortoise. I don't know what it is, um, but you want to be that, okay? It's not about being a slow plodder and being methodical and blah, 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 blah. That's not what it's about. It's definitely about being get up. It's about charging forward. It's about get up and go. It's just not about the hair either, okay? The fits and starts and everything else. Long-term consistency beats short-term intensity. You need to still be pushing on, pushing forward, forging ahead years from now in order to really achieve the potential that is in you and the potential that's in your business. This can be really hard because the going can get very tough in life generally, but especially in business. It's not easy, you know? I wish it was easy, but I tell you now, life for many people is not that easy. Business for most people certainly isn't easy. And if it is easy for anybody, I haven't met anybody who actually finds it easy. It always comes with its own challenges and you do need that thick skin, that thick hide. You do need that resilience. You do need, do need that idea of, you know, that, that, that never giving up, that dog-earedness. Sometimes it's almost stubbornness that you need. 
I always remember one of my clients, and I might have shared this on a previous podcast, but I always remember one of my clients uh, saying, asked me the question, you know, he said, you know, at what point do you have to accept that you're delusional? And I always remember, you know, listening to that thinking, is that your words or is somebody else putting those words into your head? You know, at what point are you delusional? And my answer I said to him was, you know what, until you succeed at something that other people think you won't, you'll probably be delusional. Once you do succeed at that thing, then they'll probably hail you as a visionary. So if you think back to, you know, in the past, all these people that had these, what were considered foolish endeavors, you know, and they were dog-eardly, absolutely refusing to accept failure, and they just stuck with it and stuck with it. Most of those people were absolutely considered delusional right up until they succeeded, and now they're hailed as visionaries. Maybe you will also add your name to that list, okay? So you never want to give up. It can be hard not giving up. Either you yourself, your own psyche starts to give up because it just becomes like hard work, or maybe other people around you stop pressurizing you to give up. Maybe um, it might be because, you know, you're struggling and they don't want to see you struggle or they see you working so hard, but not getting the results and they want to help you in some way. And they don't really know how to help you other than say, look, why don't you give yourself a break? Why don't you give up? You know, why don't you accept that it's not going to happen or something like that? And you need to be that person that absolutely has that fire, that fight inside you. Sometimes I refer to this fire, this fight, it's kind of this, this fuck you energy. Now, I don't mean this in a negative sense, and we'll definitely do a podcast on this at some point in the future. Whenever I say this, if you hear it out of context, it can sound very negative. That's not what I mean. When I say fuck you, what I mean by that is like when the world is saying to you that you should give up. I'm not saying you say to the world, fuck you. It's that fuck you energy. Fuck you. I'm going to show you, right? I'm going to do this. Not in a negative sense. It will take a whole podcast probably to clear that up. Sometimes I wish I'd never started some of these things. If you're hitting out of context, it doesn't sound the most positive thing, but I promise you it's a positive energy. It's a fuck you energy. It's like when you're running on a treadmill and your legs start to hurt. It's a fuck you legs, right? I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It's when your brain's saying, I don't want to do the next cold call, or I don't want to go to that networking event, or I don't want to do that speaker event, or, you know, the fear kicks in and the doubt kicks in. It's that little kind of fuck you energy, right? They get that, that, that kind of digs in and says, I'm, I refuse to resign to my fears. I, res, I, I refuse to allow my doubts to stop me. I refuse to let other people's fears or doubts stop me. I refuse the fact that I've failed over and over again to stop me. I refuse the pain to stop me. That's what I mean by that energy, okay? So you need a little bit of that, okay? You really do in business because you will always ultimately get challenged, right? And unless you have that fortitude, that fight to push on, to dig through the hard times, you'll never really truly get to those good times. And I've seen it over and over again. I wish I could sell you a magic pill. I wish I could tell you there was an easy way. I've not found it and no one I've ever worked with has found it. That includes all my business owners who are doing millions and multiple millions in turnover. Um, even the people I know that are doing like, you know, you know like, like 9 million pound turnover this year. Um, it still comes with so many challenges and struggles and uh, they haven't found the easy way yet either. So... You need to go the distance because success is a long game, all right? Don't let your mind play tricks on you. Your mind will tell you after you've failed maybe once or twice or maybe you haven't failed but you've just not delivered against the efforts that you've put in and you feel like you're not getting justly rewarded, etc. Your mind can start playing tricks on you. It can start 
making you feel like you want to give up. It can start triggering you to give up. And we talked about the treadmill just a moment ago, you know, that fun of fuck you, my legs, or whatever, right? This is a true story, right? And it's an analogy, but it also is absolutely true for any area of life, okay? And I remember running on this treadmill, and I was running on this treadmill, and I was feeling strong, and I was feeling good, and uh, it wasn't recently, just so you know, um, but I was a bit of an athlete, okay, some moons ago, and I was running on this treadmill, and I felt strong, and, and I was at a good pace on it, and I thought, right, we're really having a good one here. And about, I don't know, 20 minutes in or something, I remember like just suddenly thinking, oh, you know, this is hurting a little bit. Just that little, that little thought, this is hurting a little bit. And I thought, wow, man, my legs are really hurting. Oh my God, I'm exhausted. And I stopped. And literally within about, I don't know, 30 seconds of that, thir- that first thought, which was, wow, this is hurting a bit, to stop him was about 30 seconds. Because the pain is triggered by your unconscious, right? So the legs are burning, lactic acid, etc. That gets perceived by the brain as discomfort, okay? As your brain perceives that as discomfort, you kind of then are made aware of that pain because you're meant to then heed the pain. Because, of course, if we keep pushing through relentlessly through pain, it's possible we could end up with a major injury. So in our evolutionary past, you know, if we were just running for the sake of it and I stubbed my toe, it was meant to hurt like hell. But if I was running through the woods chasing, I don't know, either running away from a saber-toothed tiger or chasing a wild boar or food or whatever it might be or hunting or going into battle, for example, if I stub my toe in those situations, I'm not meant to feel that pain anywhere near as much as I would otherwise because the thing that I'm working on right now, the thing that I'm putting my energy into is more important than my big toe. Does this make sense? So actually, not all pain is equal. So just because if you walk around your house and you stub your big toe whilst you're walking around your house or going, I don't know, to the bathroom in the middle of the night hurts like a million percent, right? The most painful thing in the world. If, for example, you were out running a marathon, it's very possible when you're completely focused on that marathon and you're completely in the zone with your purpose and it's meaningful activity and you're completely fighting for what you're going for and everything else, it's very possible that you could even lose a toenail in that situation and barely feel it. Okay, so not all pain is equal, okay, because it's the brain that's perceiving the pain right? And it's the brain that basically decides on whether this is painful or not painful. And it does a lot of that based on the activity and the outcomes that you're going for. So for example, people who play sport can go and play football for 90 minutes or rugby for 80 minutes, or they can go on a running track or whatever it might be. And they can absolutely blitz their body. And it's only when they've finished the game that they realize how hard they've worked because they haven't necessarily felt the pain and the suffering during the activity because they've been so focused on the outcome and so focused on what's at hand. However, that same person might go to the gym jump on a treadmill, and because there's no sporting outcome, there's no team around them, there's no objective, just run a treadmill, they might find that shit painful within five or ten minutes. So on this treadmill for me, from the first thought of pain, there was no thought of pain in my psyche. I'm running, I'm enjoying it. One little thought gets in my head, wow, this is starting to hurt. Turns into, wow, this is really hurting. Turns into, damn, this is painful, two stopping. 30 seconds, okay? And it really taught me a lesson of how your mind can play tricks on you. So when you're holding that focus and you're really disciplined and you've got that real fighting energy in you, it can be like so easy to lose your way 
if you allow the mind to just slip in the tiniest little thought that can very quickly grow and can absolutely demoralize your intentions, your motivations, and your application and everything else. This is the same in business. You get yourself all pumped up to do your cold calling, if you do cold call telesales, or something like that for your business. You know, Some of you don't necessarily enjoy that much, but you pump yourself up, you beat your chest, you get going, and you make the first call, and the first person doesn't answer. That's okay, second call doesn't answer. Third call turns around and says, why are you wasting my time? Boom, your brain niggles in, right? Why am I bothering? Why should I do this? You then go to pick up the next call, and you're literally, as you're picking up, you're thinking, I don't know why I do this for myself. The third call, you give up. Does this make sense? It's really possible, okay, to keep those niggling thoughts out of your psyche. But the way you do it is you have to condition your mindset so that you can accept these little thoughts. You're not going to block them completely, okay? They will sneak in, these little tricky thoughts. But where they do sneak in, you want to condition yourself to be able to ignore them. Now, you may have even done this already. It's literally just having a chat with yourself. You know, so I'm on the treadmill. This was sometime afterwards. In fact, it wasn't. I was running up a hill. So I was running up a hill outside. Same situation. Felt strong. Then my lungs started to hurt. Then they really started to hurt. And I remembered the treadmill episode. And in that moment, I remember the fuck you energy that I talk about. I remember sitting there thinking, no, right? No, I am not accepting I'm not accepting this. We're not doing this again. And I ran through and my body complained. And it was literally this tug of war. And my body was like trying to tell me, stop, stop, stop. My brain was like, stop, stop, stop. The another part of my brain, right? The willpower part of my brain is sitting there saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, running up this hill. And guess what? 30 seconds to a minute later, I broke through it. The brain realized, okay, this guy really is not listening. Now the pain that the brain is giving me is now detracting from the endeavor. It's making it hard to do what I'm doing whilst evidently I'm still doing it and not giving up. Therefore, the brain then came back into alignment. The brain came back into alignment and then I got my second wind, whatever you want to call it, and off I went. So I want you to think about this in business, right? Now, I'm using this term over and over and over today, right? I do swear occasionally in these podcasts. I am aware, all right? But today I'm using this fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, okay? Because sometimes you need a little bit of that. You don't want to walk around the whole world saying, fuck you, F you, F you. It's not about that. In fact, it's never aimed at anybody else. Even with someone's like negging you out or someone's trying to put you down or someone's saying give up or whatever, even when I'm saying fuck you, I'm not really saying it to them out loud or anything. It's the fuck you energy to get me past, get me through that little wavering point where it'd be so easy for my brain to get its foot in the door, crank that door open and come bawling in saying, this is hurting, this is painful, this isn't working, we should give up, this is miserable. Does this make sense? So we use that little bit of fight, not to do the whole run, but that little bit of fight to shut the door on the unconscious, to push it out and stop it from overwhelming us and starting to dictate when or when or when we should give up or when and when we should continue to fight. I'm going to make that decision for me. For me, it is a conditioning process. You can't learn this. You condition it by doing it. Okay, so you can you can do it in the gym. You can do it, um, you know, when your brain is saying to you, like, look, you know, it's five o'clock, you're tired, let's call it a day. You can absolutely say to your brain, right, I'm going to do one more of these. And the brain says, I don't want to do this. You say, right, I'm definitely doing one more. Think of it like a battle with a toddler. You know, the toddler wants ice cream or something. I want ice cream. And you've made a decision that, no, you don't get to have ice cream yet. 
and a toddler will then say, I want ice cream. And you say, you're not getting any ice cream now. And the toddler says, I want ice cream. And you say, we're not doing ice cream right now. And it becomes this, sometimes this tug of war between you and the toddler. And it's a battle that you don't want to lose because if you lose this battle, the next time they want ice cream, their brain is saying, right, if I badger enough, if I push hard enough, if I pester enough, then I'll get my own way that I'll win. So in those battles, if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. You have those battles, you have to win them. You have to dig in and you say, no means no, we're not doing this. Or the kid doesn't want to go to the dentist, right? I don't want to go to the dentist. You're going to the dentist. It's good for us. I don't want to go. And then the kid kicks off because the kid's unconscious. is screaming because it's trying to overpower the situation, to overpower what's happening, to take the toddler into what it believes is, is, is safety, which is to not go to this miserable place, the dentist, for example. And when it's still being forced down that route, it will kick off twice as hard, three times as hard, 10 times as hard. It will have a meltdown. But eventually, as long as you persevere, it gives in. And it's the same with your unconscious. It will give in, whether it's, you know, the difficult activities that you have to do at work with the business is the activity you don't enjoy. Maybe the activity you find um, like difficult and challenging, whether it's sales activity or the speaking on stage or what it might be. The unconscious kicks off saying, I don't like this. Then it creeps in a bit more. I really don't like this. Then it kicks in saying, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm going to stop. You turn around and you sit and say, no, I'm the boss. Fuck you. And you push and you push. And eventually the unconscious realizes that it's not being listened to. It will scream louder and louder and louder and eventually it will give in. Eventually it will give in and it will support the inevitable, which is we are still running, we are still doing this business, we are still making these sales, we are still going on stage and doing this talk, we are still doing whatever it is that the unconscious was trying to stop you from. So I want to share with you a little analogy, a little story, okay, which I share to really show you why it's so important that you stick to your goals, stick to your agenda, this never give up, this resilience that I'm talking about. And I and I think it really shows kind of the challenges that we also face, similar to what I've just shared with you in terms of running on the treadmill, etc. So this is what I call the last person in the river, okay? So I want you to imagine we are going back to the gold rush, day, gold rush days of America and we go from wherever we are, right? If we're in America, we all go over to the where the gold rush is happening. If we're in Europe and that, we get on our boats and we travel over there and we're full of ambition and optimism and we can see... What what it will be like to be wealthy and rich and have all this gold and everything else. We buy into that dream, okay? So we go over there and eventually we get to the town. We, with all the enthusiasm that you could ever have, we buy all the little sieves for sifting the dirt and we buy the pots and this and we get ourselves a mule or a donkey or a horse or whatever it might be and off we go to the river, okay? And there's a hundred of us all go to this river in one go because there is gold in that them there river, right? And we believe in it and we're bought into it and we're enthusiastic about it. We get to the river, we go in there all excited and we're sieving the dirt and we're sieving, they get panning for gold, right? We put it in, we put the dirt, we sieve, no gold. We pan, no gold. But we're all full of enthusiasm because we believe that there is gold in that them there river. So we keep sieving, we keep sieving, we keep sieving. After about a day of this, there's a whole chunk of people where their thoughts are starting to think there's not gold in this river. They're starting to feel just the, the dampness and the wet. Maybe the cold starts to set in. And very quickly, it starts to feel very damp and very cold and very miserable. And at the end of the first day, a whole chunk of people quit and go back to town. There's still a chunk of us. We carry on the next day and the next day. But over those days, more and more people 
the psyche starts to play tricks on them. I don't think there's any gold in here. I don't think it's working. And when it's not working, there's no reward. When there's no reward, it's just misery. So they're getting cold and they're getting wet and it's just sifting dirt. That's all they're doing. Sifting dirt, sifting dirt, sifting dirt. They're getting tired. They're starting to ache a little bit. It's just miserable. And the brain starts to say to them, there isn't gold in here. We are just suffering right now. And the suffering increases and magnifies and a whole bunch more quit and go back. Let's say there's a chunk of us, 10 of us make it a month and we're still sieving, right? We're still sieving. And there's various degrees of people in there in their terms of their beliefs, some people wavering. Um, you, however, the hero of this story, are absolutely resolute, right? There's gold in this river. I know there's gold in this river. I am going to keep panning this gold. I keep panning this gold. Every time you're panning for gold, you're thinking, right, the next pan is the one that's going to bring the gold. Every time. And you don't, you have no lack of enthusiasm because you absolutely know there's gold in the river and you're going to get this gold. You just have to keep panning, right? So you're there. Everybody else starts to waver, okay? Inevitably, there's you and me, and it's just you and me, okay? And I'm standing next to you, and I'm panning, and you're panning. Everyone else has gone home, okay? Everyone's gone back to the warm and the dry. They think we're crazy, by the way. They've told us that on the way out. They think we're delusional, but we're there, and we're still panning. I'm sitting there getting a bit fed up and pissed off. However, you're still sitting there, there's gold here somewhere, there's gold here, I know there's gold here, right? And eventually, you see a tiny little speck of gold, the tiniest speck of gold you could ever imagine is just sitting there, like a little bit, like 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 the fleck, a fleck of gold. But you see it, and it is what it is, it is definitely gold. So you pull it out, tiny little thing, perfect. You look in the pan, nothing else. So you keep sieving, you keep sieving. There's another little fleck, and another fleck, and another fleck, and there's more and more flecks. But they're tiny, they're so tiny you can barely see them. And you're starting to look at them and you're starting to say, were they always there? Was I missing them before? Or am I just finding the gold now? And you keep looking and you keep looking, but there's more and more gold there. That's all you can see. And you're looking at me and I'm just getting more and more disheartened. I'm getting more and more fed up. And it's starting to creep in. Even though I'm one of the last two people there standing, I'm still sitting there, but my brain is starting to say, you know what? I don't think this is happening. I don't think this is happening. And I start to quit and you see me and you take pity on me and you come over to me and say, look, look, there's gold. Look, there's gold. And you point in my pan and there's gold in my pan as well. And it's so tiny and it's so small. I can barely see it, right? Like the stars in the sky, right? Tiny little specks of gold in this pan. And I look at you and you're smiling at me from ear to ear. There's gold, there's gold. And I turn around to you and say, are you fucking kidding me? Like I'm doing all of this for this reward, are you kidding me? Are you having a laugh? In that moment, you're looking bemused because you're thinking, but there's gold in that river. There's gold in that pan. And I'm sitting there and all I'm looking at is I've worked all this effort, all the damp, all the pain and the misery and the suffering for this, these few tiny little specks of gold. I throw my pan down and I go back to the town with everybody else. You're looking at me like bemused, like not only the fact that I've left after having seen the gold, but the fact that I haven't really seen what I've seen, which is there really is gold in this river. So anyway, you're there still sieving away <clears throat> and the gold keeps coming. Little bit of gold, little bit of gold. Then eventually bigger bits of gold keep coming. Then bigger chunks get going. Eventually you can barely fit all the gold into the saddlebags of your mule, okay? And when your saddlebags are completely full, you get on your horse, or your mule, and you head back to the town full of gold. You're the last person in that river. Everybody else gave up. Everybody went home. Everybody else let their mind get the better of them. Even me, when I saw the gold, I let my mind play tricks on me. 
You stayed the distance, you went the distance, you played the long game, you've got all the gold. You come back to the town and then in unison, we all look at you and we tell you how lucky you've been. And that is what business is like. You stay the ground, you do the distance, you do the pain, you make the sacrifices, you pay the price, you do it year after year, okay? You don't give up because you know there's gold in that river of your business. You might have to change your strategy, change your the way you do business. You may have to level yourself up. You may have to do all kinds of hard graft, but you stick with it and you stick with it. And as long as you stick with it long enough, you get all the gold and so many other people who failed in their businesses, who didn't do what you did and didn't go through what you went through will look at you and think you're a lucky bastard. They really will. But you know the truth, okay? You were the last person in that river. You went through what all the other people weren't willing to go through. You mastered your psychology. You mastered your mindset and your attitude. You went through the discomfort. You paid the price. You made the sacrifices. And that's why you won. Okay, I love that even though it's my own, but I do love it. I love saying it every single time. It really is. It's how winning is done. Look at every autobiography, long-term winning. You can get lucky, right? But long-term winning, that is how it's done. You need to master your own mindset. You need to not let those niggles creep in. Occasionally, you might need to say, fuck you, and bring that energy to say, this is what we're doing to dominate yourself, if you like, so that your unconscious then gets back on board and supports you in your endeavors, which is to achieve what it is that you want to achieve, which may be even a part of your own unconscious thinks you're delusional. Maybe other people think you're delusional, but one day you will win all that gold and then you'll be called a lucky bastard. Okay, nice one, guys. Listen, if you are a small business owner and you want to know what it's going to take to take your five-figure business, whether that's 20, 30, 40, 50K, maybe a startup business, all the way through to 100K or more turnover in the next 12 months or less, get yourself onto my six-figure fast-track webinar. It's waiting for you right now. Go to my website. It's biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. All one word, fast track. Biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. You'll see the six-figure fast track webinar there. It takes you through a process of what you need to be aware of and what you need to have in place in order to take your business to 100K in revenue or more in the next 12 months or less. Okay, get yourself on that. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Never miss an episode. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 